0: Dylan fed Chase on that um, steal by Dylan, you remember?
1: Yes. Yes, it was.
0: Yeah, yeah, that was a cool, cool play. And um, and Joe, he's a class act, and he, he seems to want to win as bad as every other guy that's been there for four years. I mean, he... You know, he's a competitor, right, but he just seems just as hungry as the other guys. And one other thing um, that I didn't get to call in about last week, but P.J., they um, interviewed P.J. after the North Carolina game. And I don't know if they were baiting him or what, but they asked him, what do you think about the comment that, um, what's the big guy for North Carolina? uh, Yeah. They caught. They asked him, "Well, what do you think about the comment? Um, the ACC goes run through me, or something like that." And he he didn't take the bait. You know, he was complimenting the guy, and I mean, he just handled the interview very well. And I wanted to bring that up, and that's about it.
2: Thanks very much, Jill. Appreciate the phone call. Okay. I look, I okay. I agree. Thanks. It was cool that um, it was cool that Chase Chase has been playing more comfortably i think he's looked more comfortable on the floor he was very good as you said um his brother got to as brad i love that brad calls him like if you're brother be,
1: chase and brother dylan if you're
2: behind the bench he's forever he'll say go get your brother when he's something, go get your brother yeah oh yeah go get your brother that's what he says um, but Dylan's able to connect with him. That was, uh, that was neat. Chase had, you know, not only is he efficient, 14 points, nine shots, made a couple free throws. He had seven assists at two turnovers. Um, his ability to distribute, particularly once he breaks the defense down, that is something that I feel like he's getting a little bit more comfortable with since his shots are starting to fall. Like, he's a little bit more comfortable of getting to a place where he's been scoring and now going, okay, I've seen the ball go in a couple times. Who can I help? Mm -hmm. Who can I find? I think that part of Chase's game has always been there, and it pops up from time to time, but I think it sort of waned as his shots weren't falling, and he was really struggling to find himself on the offensive end. I've enjoyed watching his propensity to
1: be a, a quality distributor sort of pop back up here lately. I believe it was Tiger Harley earlier asked us on the text line, what is it about Clemson that they are allowing teams back into it late in games? And it's a good question. You saw at North Carolina and at Syracuse where the home teams came back and tied it up. And, I mean, I got a a couple of answers here. But first, the most obvious is, it's only, it only feels like a big deal, or, or it's more of a big deal after you've built a big lead early. So it's almost like you're if that game would have been, if that would have been a four-point game, the whole contest, we wouldn't be asking that question today, right? I mean, so in a, in a way, we're we're a little bit frustrated based on their own success early in the game. Does that make sense?
2: Yes. I mean, it. what you're describing is basically like the idea that water finds its level. Like if you're you have had so much success yeah. early in the game, you're not going to sustain that level of success to keep
1: building your lead. And something that I heard Don Munson say on the air the last two games actually, and I thought it's a, it's a good way to look at it. He said, if I would have told you Clemson was up by, would be up by two points with four minutes to go or four points with six minutes to go in this game would you have taken that before the game you know the answer was yes the other thing is and i've heard i don't know if this applies in all cases but i've heard coach brownell refer to this that you know when you are down big and the home team you actually start playing a little looser and you Mm -hmm. you know and the opponent also might play a little tighter. And, and you know, like in, in North Carolina's case, I don't know about Syracuse as much, but in North Carolina's case, they did start playing a little looser in the second half. Um, the thing is, you had already built enough of a lead that after North Carolina and Syracuse both tied it up in both games, they, they put out so much energy in order to tie it up, that then Clemson was able to pull away. Um, and, you know, same thing happened in this one. I think – was it this game or North Carolina, the running – where I, I want to say Clemson outscored Syracuse 17-8 to eight or something like that down the stretch. In the – like in
2: the last four minutes. I think you're right. Yeah, 17-8 the- was 60-60. to 60. Um, well, it would after... have been seventeen.
1: Well, I guess it could have been.
2: It was seventeen to eight because it started with PJ with that little baby hook on the right block, and uh, Chase had the little um, one of his two like really good acrobatic layups late in the game, and then Shefflin hit the three. And that seven-zero run built the lead back out, and I don't think Syracuse got closer than five. I mean,
1: you know, it would be great if you built a fifteen-point lead early and you held that throughout the game. That's just not. That's just not basketball, not Clemson, not anywhere. I mean that that doesn't happen very often, especially when you're playing on somebody else's floor. They're going to make runs just like you make runs. You know, like. Like at North Carolina Clemson makes a huge run right out of the right out of the gate, and North Carolina makes their run in the second half and it tends to balance out so i I don't think it's something specific to this team or even this program. I, I just think it's more basketball, and maybe most important is that you have still found a way to close out these last two games.
2: Right, that's the part po- to me. Like uh, we had a texture, and it's a it's an anti Brownell texture. I mean, you can you can go back and read the text. That basically, yeah, and not
1: everybody that answer asked that question knows anti Brownell. Right. Correct, correct. Because
2: yeah. it, it's it's a it is a fair question to ask that. But and, when, and when you're
1: watching the game, it's easy to get frustrated by that. All right, my hands up.
2: <laughs> this particular person asked, "Are we just going to ignore blowing a twenty
1: point lead?" And my response would be, "Define blowing." And also, are you acknowledging a twenty-point lead? Exactly. Saying, I mean, like it's you can't you can't fault a team for their own success early. Right.
2: That's right. It's like assuming that an outlier. This this is really what it is. It's assuming that an outlier performance is likely to continue. And assuming that, and then when you don't get that, then you're mad that you didn't get a five a percent or two percent or one percent outcome for an extended period of time. I'm gonna go into a little bit. I'm gonna try to make this not a nerd alert, but I, I feel like it's important to frame it this way too. Think about how Clemson built their lead against North Carolina. Okay, you mentioned a North Carolina game. This is what this is what happened. Okay, and I'm just gonna go through the 17 to four run at the beginning. Okay, this is the first five minute, the first four minutes of the game to the 15:58 mark. And I just, I just want you to count in your head how many possessions Clemson wins. Okay? Because to go on a run, you have to score and get a stop, which means you have to win two possessions. Okay? Chase Hunter makes a jump shot. Harrison Ingram makes a jump shot. Both teams have won one possession. Ian Shefflin makes a jump shot. Miss layup rebound. Clemson's won three out of four possessions. Joe Girard makes a jumper. Clemson's run four out of five possessions. Armando Baycott misses. Gerard gets the rebound. Clemson's won five out of six possessions. Joe Gerrard makes a three. Clemson's won six out of seven possessions. R.J. Davis misses a jumper. Seven out of eight. P.J. Hall makes a, a jumper. Eight out of nine. Cormac Ryan misses. Nine out of ten possessions. Clemson's won. Is that likely to continue? For a 40-minute right. game for three minutes? And then, like, there's some missing, so, like, uh, then Ian Shefflin, uh, Ian Shefflin misses a jumper. And then R.J. Davis misses a jumper. And then P.J. Hall makes a jumper. And look, Clemson's won 11 of 13 possessions. Think of it that way.
1: That's a good way of thinking of In
2: it. A, in a football game, you know what that is? That's like 35 to nothing is what that is. Think about how hard it is to get five straight stops in a football game. Or to score five straight touchdowns in a football game. And then think about how hard it is to do both those things simultaneously. If you win 11 out of 13 possessions in basketball in terms of getting a score and then getting a stop and a rebound, that's what that, that's what that means. That's how hard that is. So guess what? If a team is really good that you're playing, they're going to win six out of nine probably a couple times in there. Which means they're going to score three times and get three stops, and you maybe score once and get a couple stops in there. That I, I don't know why I'd started thinking about it like this, but that that's the way. Some, sometimes that helps. Like, how do you build a ten o run? Why can't? Why does another team go on a ten o run when you had a ten o run?
1: It's because over time you're going to win roughly the same amount of possessions. I'll tell you this too, during that run. Uh, I believe it was Bell for Syracuse. He hit two threes that could not have been defended any better. Uh, Dylan Hunter had, was up on him with hands in face, and he just not tall enough. I mean, Bell was taller than Dylan, but it, it could not have been defended any better, and he hit him anyway. I mean, and sometimes your opponent just hits shots anyway. Do you have the North Carolina stat? I do. How fast did they score the last two threes at the end of the first period?
2: Um, Let's see. 105 and 28 seconds.
1: So in 37 seconds. 37 see, seconds. This is the other thing about basketball now, and some still don't think about it this way. I don't ever get comfortable with a 15-point lead, and nor do I get freaked out if you're down by 15 because that can go away so very fast when everybody on the floor now can shoot a three. Case in point, Clemson's got a 15-point lead with a minute to go in the North Carolina game. And in the blink of an eye, they're only up nine. And you know what? You've only missed two shots in yeah, there. Yeah, you missed two shots. Your opponent hits back-to-back threes. And now your comfortable 15-point lead is a single-digit lead going in the locker room. I mean, it can, ha- it can change so fast. It's true. That's a, that's a great
2: point. That it's, that's why, like, in NBA games, because of the 24-second clock, like, if your team's down eight with two and a half minutes left, that's not that—in a, in a college game, you, you might think, okay, it's, it's going to be very tough to win here. In an NBA game, it's like 50-50. That's what it feels like. You still have a great chance to win that game. Uh, stay with us. Hour three of the program continues. 654 roars the number. You want to join us on the phones or on the Adams Curving text line. Uh, we continue on talking Super Bowl, talking clemson to Syracuse right after this.
3: Here at ATV Outfitters, we stock more ATV, UTV, motocross, and street bike products than anyone for hundreds of miles around. We have more than 10,000 tires and wheels on hand, and we pride ourselves on great prices and getting you the accessories you need fast. Come see us in the items that are readily available to get your vehicle ready for the street, trail, or mud pit. Don't buy elsewhere. We'll both lose money. Come by the store located at 2485 Rutherford Road, Greenville, or shop online at atvoutfitters.net.
2: Your home is your most valuable asset. When it comes to the professional installation of a decorative coating on your garage floor, working with a local, experienced company is in your best interest. I'm Jake Wilson, owner of Iron Drive Floor Coatings. For nearly 15 years, we've provided premier garage floor coatings and have earned the most five-star Google reviews in our industry. To learn how we can make your garage floor shine, go to irondrivegaragefloors.com
3: and request a free estimate. That's irondrivegaragefloors.com. No one wants it to happen to them. But unfortunately, chances are good that at some point it'll happen to you. Roof troubles. It's one of the most important parts of your biggest investment. So when you need repairs or a new installation, you need someone who you can trust to get the job done right. You need Joe Robertson & Son Roofing.
0: As a family owned and operated roofing company for nearly six decades, Joe Robertson and Son have built a reputation for quality craftsmanship. It's why thousands of upstate home and business owners have chosen them for their roofing needs. Beyond providing quality work they're proud to stand by, Joe Robertson and Son Roofing also takes a client first approach to their job. That means quality roofing, fair pricing, and complete customer satisfaction. Put it all together, and it's easy to see why they're the upstate's premier roofing provider.
3: You can't cut corners when it comes to roof repairs and installations, so go with the trusted name in the upstate. Go with Joe Robertson and Son Roofing. Get started today by visiting them online at robertsonroofing.net. It's race for the green time. Go ahead and make your plans to sign up today. RunSignUp.com. It's coming your way March 16th, 2024. Make a commitment to do your first 5K or half marathon and take advantage of those early bird pricing. RunSignUp.com. Great swag, the beautiful medal that everybody talks about. This is our 14th annual half marathon in 5K. Sign up today. Don't forget,
2: March 16th, 2024. RunSignUp.com and come on and have a great time. I'm Will Davis with the Davis Law Group. It's important to me to always remember why we do what we do as litigation attorneys, and that's to help people. But more specifically, is to help people by creating a path forward after a catastrophic event. When someone walks into our office, they've likely experienced the worst day in their life. They've lost a loved one, they're catastrophically injured, or their family's falling apart. The second you walk into our office, you have personal involvement with an attorney. Our personal involvement continues until the case is concluded. Contact us today at davis.law. Let us see how we can help. Valentine's day is upon us and you know your team at reeds jewelers will make sure you find what you want for your loved one from diamonds for her to watches for him reeds jewelers upstairs in haywood mall next to belk endorsed by roar listeners like zeke i'm calling in
4: for one of your sponsors man wally
2: over there reeds jewelers go check them out they'll get you what you need. If not he'll find it and he will definitely take care of you
4: zeke loves reeds jewelers You will as well reeds jewelers haywood mall next to belk online at reeds.com
3: Broadcasting live from the UpCountry Fiber Studios, this is 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar. UpCountry Fiber is a stronger connection. Your flagship station for Clemson men's basketball, 105.5 and 97.5.
4: We are The Roar, where every day is game day.
2: continues on here out of bounds. William Quagamish, Ben Milstead. We have been uh, oscillating back and forth today between the Super Bowl and Clemson men's basketball. And uh, we'll have plenty of time to do more of that on tomorrow's show, too. I still, I've not seen how high I can get Ben's blood pressure on Patrick Mahomes' legacy. Uh, I don't think we have time for that today, but it it will make an appearance tomorrow. It will not.
1: (laughs) It will not. Legacy is something you talk about at the end of a career, not in the middle. That's not what I heard today. That's not what I heard
2: this morning. Jeez. (laughs) This hour of the program is brought to you by friends at Landscaper Supply. Go by and see them today. Uh, Listen, they have a, uh, I I love their motto is Scoop There It Is for their mulch. Uh, They have have premium quality mulch. They have great mulch at Landscaper Supply. Stone, sand, they deliver directly to your door too. Um, they, they are your upstate destination for all of your hardware needs. They have seven, seven upstate locations. And if you're a landscape professional, uh, they want to serve you. If you're a homeowner who just wants a better experience and a better price point, better selection, they can help you with that too. Locally owned, locally operated. It's your, it's your favorite place. It's my favorite place to go in terms of hardware stores and go, uh, buy the things that I need their uh anderson piedmont store right there between uh, the intersection of highway 8 and 81 uh that grand opening is coming up on friday february 23rd we will be there we will for the grand opening there free food milwaukee skag husk barn and other top-notch vendors going to be there you can register to win a free grill you can enjoy all summer long and uh, free gas for a year still available at landscaper supply nearly 35 years in business
1: on online at landscapers-supply.com let me say one more thing about closing out games and again I, yes you've the game's gotten tied up you know what four minutes to go in a game or whatever but think about the lead that you had that you did that on the road and also the Syracuse game in particular the wearing effect that that game has you were playing big guys in your game they really weren't I mean that that was a a smaller man's type of a game but your big guys were dominating you kept them in there like you should um I don't know Kwok if people realize how banged up a couple of players are I won't go too deep into it but Jack Clark was out with an injury for half the season. He's not miraculously healed. Okay. Right. Um, I mean, I I, I see, I see the ice and the treatments and things that are wrapped around these guys as they before and after games, Um, you know, PJ's nursing some issues right now. Ian Shefflin has been the majority of the season with his calf and you know, like they get on a plane and walk by me and it's like, okay, well there that's Ian because he's got this machine and that's Jack because I see ice right there. You know, it's like a lot of teams are banged up right now, but I mean you got three three guys that started the last two games that have some significant nicks and bruises at the moment. And you don't and, have and, and Brad actually talked about it after the game for the first time. I don't remember him talking about it anyway. They're not practic- practicing a ton right now. Yeah, I was a little surprised he
2: said that because I, I knew that like the, the game against North Carolina was difficult. You knew that. Um, but in terms of the whole big, um, you know, in, in the context of the whole season, when you're not practicing going into a game, you know coaches want guys to practice. It takes a certain amount of like you're you're really leaning into maintenance, and because you don't have Hemingway, um, available, and because you haven't had like hybrid or like you you know because you're redshirting Ace of Thomas, he's not ready to contribute right now. You you don't have a full allotment of scholarship guys there that you like. You're carrying some guys on your scholarship
1: role that are not capable of helping you right now you think about it, even Baz Lida he, he separates yeah. his shoulder at Florida State he hasn't played since uh hasn't been available he's not a he's not a major part of your team but when he comes in and gives you two or three minutes here and there for uh for PJ those are an important two or three minutes for PJ if he plays now for- RJ has stepped up and R- RJ's played
2: is playing better and better and you've got guys playing out of position. Like, RJ Godfrey has the size of a four height-wise, mm-hmm. but he's strong enough, particularly in certain matchups, kind of like Syracuse, that he can kind of work his way into a small ball five type of
1: role, which he's done. Yeah, and he jumps. He's got, he's got that quick release on his jump. Uh, I can't remember the last time RJ was asked to guard somebody his size. Yeah, he's always guarding somebody a lot bigger than him,
2: and he's you know a couple times he fouls, and you're going it's 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 these kinds of matchups where he fouls, and you go you know what I kind of get it, you know he, he draws a little bit of a quick whistle because he's a younger guy, but he's he's doing it. But you're right, I mean it, 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 they're having to they're having to figure this thing out on the fly and keep PJ available. I mean, look, let's say Boz. Uh, Boz gives you four minutes. Now, that may not be that much. Um, Madonna said you've got four minutes to save the world. So, four minutes is all you need for that. Four minutes from Boz Lida. Think about it in the scheme of like a typical possession. That's like 12 possessions that PJ's off the floor. That's twelve times to- six times you don't have to post up or set a screen. And six times you don't have to be posted up or run into a screen, or box out. I mean, we're we're talking about like a, a season in some ways. We know this in football, basketball, baseball, softball. Doesn't matter what gymnastics. Doesn't matter what it is. It's death by a thousand pinpricks is what it is. I mean, you're getting like nicked up and banged up, and you're you're having little things happen along, and then it just adds and accumulates because you don't get a break even when you get a break there's there's preparation to be had and you recover for a couple of days but then the process starts back over from a basketball standpoint it is big i you know those 4 minutes you can think of them flippantly but over the course of a season 12 possessions a game mounts up that you're not getting hit you're not getting physically pounded you're not you know you're you're not having to Deal with wear and tear, and run up and down the floor, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, let's go to Michael, who's up with us next. 654Roar is the number. What's up, Michael? Hey,
4: Qualk, how are you today?
2: Good, man. Thanks for getting in.
4: All right. Um, I Pardon me for saying this, but bless his heart, Tony Romo does not need to color commentate another Super Bowl ever. He missed the most athletic play of the entire game. And the guys in the truck, they even replayed it. And he was babbling on. I forget what it was. But Legereus Sneed made a tremendous play blocking a pass in the back of the end zone and then hurdled the cameraman and... Tapped him gently on the head to make sure he got over. And it wasn't discussed by the crew at all. They even replayed it, slow-moed it, and they didn't even discuss it.
2: You know what? And I I agree with you. I, I saw that, and I, I kind of was like, oh, okay. I mean, you know, it was a play that, other than that, it was a play that didn't have a lot to it. But y- you're right. I mean, there... There were elements of sheer athleticism that I, I think I think somebody that was maybe a little more astute, a little more dialed into the moment. Um, I, I yeah, I, I feel like uh, I feel like other guys might have caught that.
4: Yeah, Romo was off on a tangent talking about something else, and they didn't even address it. Just just the way Sneed saw saw his speed, saw his saw who was in front of him. And I was like, okay, I've got to hurdle this guy or, or I'm going to hurt him. And then had the presence of mind to tap the guy on the back of the head to make sure he got over. <laughs> okay, that that was, that was just, I mean, if you go back and look at the replay, I mean, it's just sheer athleticism. And I thought it was a beautiful play and, you know, good on him for making sure somebody who's there doing his job, taking pictures, didn't get hurt.
2: Michael, I think you make a great point on all accounts. I appreciate the phone call. Thanks very much. Yes, sir. Bye. Um, Ben, did you did you see the play he's talking about? Do you remember the uh the reference from the game last night? I was answering
1: the phone. I didn't hear oh, all of that. Sorry. Okay.
2: I'll tell you what. We'll talk about it during the break. Okay. It was a great it was a great play. Here I think the big part there, it was and we get two texts on this. Texter says from the 864, I'm sorry, but Romo's not that bad. The agenda's crazy. I don't get it. And then another one says, the very next text, Romo's like my toddler. There could be a house fire 10 feet from him, he's rambling on about his friend's Wolverine action figure.
1: Yeah. I I don't mind the actual game analysis that Romo gives me. I don't care for all of his mannerisms and all the other stuff. But, yeah, I... I'm probably somewhere in the middle. The The hatred for Romo is probably a little overblown.
2: I don't think Romo is terrible. I don't think, you know, I'm not going to agree with Michael on this. I'm not going to agree that Romo should never call a Super Bowl again. But I don't think he's particularly good. Like, I don't think he gives you a lot of insights. And I'll be honest, I whether it's Romo makes it hard, I don't feel like Jim Nance really sets him up Very well. Like, Nance is pretty understated as a play-by-play guy. And so, he's not doing a lot of talking and a lot of, like, maestro. He sort of just, I mean, he sort of just lets the game happen. um, Which, a lot of great play-by-play guys are like that. But sometimes, you have to grab the bull by the horns a little bit. And you have to give your color commentator a chance to shine a little bit. I feel like Nance struggles with that sometimes. And Romo does get off on tangents. Um I'll be honest, his uh it it and this burn me up Brit, you may have a different you may have a difference of opinion on this one of the things I hated but I couldn't verbalize because it it just melt it melted my soul is at the end of the game, Kansas City scores to win the Super Bowl. Jim Nance's call, I think pretty direct. It wasn't like frilly. It wasn't one of those like cheesy Jim Nance things. And immediately, Romo at a thousand miles an hour is going. It's a court dog motion, Jim. Look at the motion. He used the motion in there and it got in the end so blah blah. I was like, just chill for a second, you know? Like, they're going to throw to a replay. You're going to get to say all the stuff you need to say. That highlight for all humanity is going to be like Jim Nance. Whatever he's... There it is! Touchdown! Kansas City wins! It's the corn dog motion, Jim! Look at the corn dog and all the... Bu- Let it breathe, man. Let it simmer. Let it sit for a second. Let them cut away to 30 different players. Let's see Taylor Swift five times. And then we go to the replay. You can say stuff. That is one of my pet peeves. Is like those moments, particularly when when the play by play guy is definitely laying out to let the moment sit. And then he just bam. He just popped in there. I don't know why that hit me so hard. Do you have a do you have a any thoughts on that? Do you have any preference on nah, that?
1: I think you I think you've pretty much said it. I'm gonna let it breathe.
2: <laughs> Touche. Uh, texter from the 361 says, I'm just happy to see Romo in a Super Bowl. That's mean. That's mean. That's mean. I would never say that. I would, I would never say that ever. Uh, texter from the eight six four says, if anybody needs to be removed, it's Nance. He's so boring.
1: Let's not go down this road today.
2: I don't like, look, I think Jim Nance does a good job.
1: That's a great conversation for July.
2: All right. I mean, I, like, <laughs> I don't have a problem. I don't have a problem with Jim Nance. And I didn't have a problem with Romo most of the game last night. I really did not. We do have some bracketology I
1: can pass on to you
2: on the Ooh, other side. Let's do that. 654 Roar is the number if you'd like to join us. Uh, we also have, um, have stockwash today, including uh, a women's basketball coach that just started yelling in the middle of the other team's press conference. Wild. We'll get to that on the other side. Final segment of the program is next.
1: Samuel Property Group is locally owned, proud to be part of the upstate community and putting their money where their mouth is. If you know someone moving a loved one into assisted living and struggling to sell their outdated home, or maybe you have a friend with a property wrapped up in probate, what about a vacant, dilapidated home in your neighborhood that needs sprucing up? Make a referral that turns into a deal, and when they close, you get a $1,000 referral fee. It's that easy samuelpropertygroup.com That's samuelpropertygroup.com Call the plumber whose
0: name is his number One Tom Plumber One Tom Plumber I need a good plumber fast! I always call One Tom Plumber One Tom what? Here, dial the number one, then Tom Plumber Or just tell your smartphone to call One Tom Plumber They promise to be there in an hour Call the plumber whose name is his number
3: it's Toby from Wendy's. Picture a Baconator. The six strips of Applewood smoked bacon, the hot and juicy beef, the pretzel bun. Wait, pretzel bun? A pretzel Baconator. And it's only here for a limited time? And right now you can get $3 off mobile orders of $15 or more with the offer in the Wendy's app? This changes everything. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's new Pretzel Baconator. Limited time only or participating U.S. Wendy's. $15 minimum required before taxes and fees. Account registration required. It's a new year, but one thing remains the same. Elkmont is the upstate's destination for the best in lifestyle clothing, shoes, unique gifts, outdoor gear, and so much more. Offering great footwear from On Running, Vans, Ufos, Birkenstock, and more. Incredible selection of jewelry featuring Kendra Scott and game day and lifestyle clothing from the most popular brands like Patagonia, Viore, Filson, Fly, Columbia, Z Supply, Howler Brothers, and more. Shop South Carolina's largest selection of on-running shoes and enjoy great discounts on select game day and winter apparel as our winter clearance sale begins. Find the latest arrivals and fashion trends from Elkmont's Facebook and Instagram pages or shop Elkmont online at elkmonttradingcompany.com. That's E-L-K-M-O-N-T tradingcompany.com. Elkmont is conveniently located in Powdersville off of 153 and in Clemson at 93 and Highway 123. And finally, go Tigers! We're talking with Eric Snyder of Snyder Tree Care. What makes tree care in the upstate different than other parts of the country? In Greenville, Anderson, Easley area, we have a lot of bugs and disease. We have a long growing season, so there's lots of opportunity for bugs to attack our trees and shrubs and, and different cycles for different bugs. But we're seeing really good results with keeping up with the programs to take care of our trees and shrubs. Leave it to Schneider Tree Care. Honda, Acura, Lexus, and Toyota, also known as Halt and Anderson. First Class Halt, your dealership alternative since 2011, wants to be your preferred service center. With factory-trained technicians, OEM parts, and top-of-the-line diagnostic equipment, we have one goal to keep you on the road. This is why we offer a three-year, 36,000-mile nationwide warranty, courtesy shuttle, and repeat rewards. Anderson, what are you waiting for? Come experience First Class Halt, your dealership alternative for Honda, Acura, Lexus, and Toyota. Man, you won't believe the phone call I just got. This guy told me that The Roar is the best sports talk station in the upstate. We are The Roar, where every day is game day.
0: See my
2: Alright, final segment of the program. Glad to have you with us here on a Monday. Um, I I Mike Vaughn was in here earlier mm-hmm. and I meant to check with him to see how his Super Bowl went on PhD weight loss. I remember my first PhD weight loss Super Bowl. It was uh it was very different. It was a lot greener. <laughs> um and like, you know, if you if you're with good people, like you you get chicken wings that are made a different way than everybody else like you can you can still enjoy some stuff it's just it's a it's a lot healthier for you mike was telling me on friday he's really he's enjoying the plan and he's enjoying getting to see results now and i remember that phase and i'm glad that in the maintenance phase i've continued to keep the weight off and i've continued to be healthy i've been able to like pack on some muscle without gaining a bunch of weight and you know doing things to get my body all out of whack uh, that's the difference in Ph.D. Dr. Ashley Lucas and her team do a great, great job of meeting you right where you are. PhDweightLoss.com is a website.
1: That's I uh, People were asking about brackets and things, and again, whole lot of basketball left to play, but I will tell you where a couple of folks have them. Now, Lenardi has not updated... You know, he gives you the top four seeds, and then the last couple of groupings of people to get in and out. Um, but he doesn't always give you the middle of the pack all the time. Based off of what some of these others say, I'm I'm gonna guess that Lenardi has Clemson like a six seed today. That's probably about right. Six or seven. Uh, Jerry Palm, which you know, I I would be more inclined on the Lenardi side. Um, but if you're interested in such things, Jerry Palm actually has Clemson, a four seed today and South Carolina, a three seed. So he's interesting up there, uh, Duke, a four seed stadium who they've been just kind of gotten into this arena, but they've been fairly accurate. Uh, they have South Carolina and Clemson both a five seed. So, you've got four seed, five seed, six seed. I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if you're still looking at a seven, some places. But when you're talking about that range, you're talking about teams that are are no doubters in at this point. It's you know not if it's just where what seed are you and where are you playing. Think about how crazy it is that Clemson,
2: South Carolina is like Clemson's fifth best win this year. Like, think about that.
1: South Carolina is Clemson's fifth best. Yeah.
2: Because of how all the winning you've been doing away from home TCU and Alabama and North Carolina. That might be it. Is there another one I'm missing? That's pretty good. It might, it might be their fourth best win. I know they got four quad ones, and South Carolina is not a quad one right now, I don't believe. I think they're still just outside the top 30 in the in the net which i don't care about i I know how good south carolina
1: is because i'm i'm watching them play south carolina is 45 right now on ken palm uh clemson is 30 they Clemson 35. bounced around between like 32 and 29 all weekend but they have landed at 30 love that and um by the way
2: uh Sneaky, I say sneaky good matchup in ACC tonight. Uh, Wake Forest and Duke in Cameron. Wake Forest is one of two ACC teams that are undefeated at home. But they are like two and five on the road. And I I think the hardest thing to do, even though Wake is not jumping on a plane, uh, I think one of the hardest things to do in basketball is to play on Saturday and then go on the road and win on Monday. Kansas is going to have to do it, too. Uh, Kansas, after a knockdown dragout with Baylor, is going to Lubbock tonight to take on Texas Tech. And, I, like, I understand why Monday games are a thing. Um, there are things about everybody's schedule that stink. I think asking teams to go Saturday to Monday is one of the cruelest, I'll be honest. Um, just because there's no, like, your recovery day is your travel day right. after those Saturdays.
1: And, and it's also your your game plan day. That's right. Um
2: luckily you're in your league so you might have worked ahead on some of these, but still that it's just tough. It it it's tough to do that. Um in our final segment here, any anything you feel like we left out of the Super Bowl? Any glaring omissions
1: that you wish we had talked about today before we get to stockwatch? You know, the game itself, I think we covered it pretty well. Um I sort of enjoyed it being in Vegas. I did too. I mean the the the, the atmosphere and the, you know the cutaways to the sphere and all that stuff. I kind of like that. Kind of like that. I enjoyed the uh, like the various videos
2: of celebrities that would come out on on X during mm-hmm. the game. Um, that they they would they just apparently spent every break just showing celebrities on the jumbotron, like Taylor Swift just hammers a beer in front of all the crowd and uh who was it that like stood up like a fan that's been shown on camera the first time and is like waving with both hands like hey mom uh i rather enjoyed that i did i, th- I thought it was neat
1: i did t- as a as a whole i can't imagine the commercials being worse than we were okay i you know it's it's one of the few things on tv that i ever not that where i don't turn the channel ever I'm watching it for the game, but I'm interested in you know what's what's going be what you're gonna pull out on the commercials. Was it just me or did we did we promo every movie that's going to come out for the next three years <laughs> during the super Bowl? yeah, I mean it was like movie promo, promo night, and none of them really looked that good <laughs> no i mean i i don't think there was any there was nothing
2: that was new in terms of the movie trailers that I was like, ooh, I got to go see that, that I didn't know was already coming.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, Beyonce announced a new album <laughs> in her Verizon commercial. Oh, yes. Wait, I'm still kind of processing that. Beyonce's going to apparently do a country album, and then she's going to do a rock album next year or whatever. Comes really? The, yeah. So this is her renaissance thing in She's trying to hit all the genres. You know what? I don't know how I, I don't know how I feel about that, but I'll probably buy it. <laughs> good,
2: good, good for you, Beyonce. Good for you. Busting stereotypes. I love it. Um Duke Travis says, uh, I thought the Ben Affleck commercial was
1: pretty funny. The Duncan. I like that one. And the one that's not gotten good reviews is the Uber Eats, where they say you've in order to remember something, you gotta forget something. That was one of only two times that I just laughed, like literally laughed out loud during the game. Chad, the mailman just said, I like the one where Rachel forgot Ross. Rachel forgets Ross. Jelly Roll's looking in a mirror saying, did somebody doodle on my face? And then he's wiping the tattoos going, they won't come off. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed out loud at that. <laughs> the uh,
2: The Ken Jong Popeyes commercial where he's, all the stuff that's different since 1972. I very much enjoyed that one. There was a, there were a lot of. Did you feel like there were more serious ads? Like I know people are very offended. Everyone hated the he gets us ads. Everyone hated those. I think judging from my Twitter, I didn't hate them. I I thought they were fine, uh, but it it felt like a lot of very not like heartwarming, you know, brands cuddly whatever. But it just felt like a lot of serious stuff this year. I don't know. Maybe that was just me. That's that's kind of what I. That's kind of what I felt. I've I read somebody online that said they were maybe the best batch of commercials ever. And I thought, there is no way in Hades that this was the best batch of commercials ever. I don't think it's possible that the Super Bowl commercials can ever... Because of how... Like, half of these commercials were already released uh, on YouTube or on websites. Um, it's just... It's, it's almost impossible to actually
1: reach the standard of previous sets of commercials. So, there's that. Texter says Tom Brady won the commercials. All the Tom Brady cameos were very good. Yeah, uh, I thought they, he did a good They job. were good. Um, ben, it is time to bounce just for a moment around
2: the world of sports with Stockwatch. Who's got worth this week? It's time for the Stockwatch
3: on Out of Bounds.
4: The point is, ladies and gentlemen, that greed, for lack of a better word, is good. Your information, son, but
0: I don't like it. Well, life all comes down
2: to a few moments. This is one of them. Roller
4: coaster, ups and downs. You
2: know that. Not a question of enough, pal. It's a zero sum game. Somebody wins,
1: somebody loses. We are WCCP 1055 The Roar. Texture points out, and you wouldn't know this yet had suits, uh, suits, characters, <laughs> characters from. From the Suits series in two different commercials last I night. I saw
2: that. There were three different characters, right? Yes. The two dudes right there, and then the one, the lady. Donna. There you go. That's, that's as far as I've gotten in Suits. The two dudes and the lady. Um, this, uh, this. oh, by the way, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like a good neighbor. neighbor.
1: <laughs> State Farm is there. Neighbor. I'm hearing neighbor. neighbor. It's neighbor. <laughs> neighbor. I that said one neighbor. That was good. That one was pretty good. Get uh, me off this
2: chopper. Greg <laughs> <laughs> Wells of Kiwi Financial. He did not sponsor that commercial, but he does, he does sponsor uh, Stockwatch. Plan for your future through investments, insurance solutions, and financial planning services to help fulfill your most valued goals. Schedule a free consultation with Kiwi Financial today at 6545043. Uh, stock up. This is, uh, this is a good one. Stock up to Gonzaga. I've got one stock up and two stock downs today. Gonzaga had no quad one wins. Was in danger of missing the NCAA tournament for the first time this millennium. Uh, going into the weekend. And, of course, because everybody does, they scored almost 90 points at Kentucky. Um, side Sidebar, ha- have you seen the, the cut-ups of every time Kentucky has the ball with a chance to tie or take the lead at the end of a game, and, like, they... They just – it's like since 2020, they have horrifically failed every time, like not even close. They don't even get good looks. Really? Yeah. It's bad. It's bad, bad, bad stuff. Like they try to lob out of a box set, and I saw somebody quote tweet it and say, as soon as I saw the box set, I went, that's a lob because that's all they run out of those. (laughs) And so Gonzaga just had a big just like drop in there and just – Jumped up and caught the ball. I mean, it was it. They didn't even get a chance.
1: Maybe John Calipari can't just out recruit people and win games anymore, huh? Maybe you have uh, to actually coach. Oh,
2: interesting. Uh, shout out to uh, Mark Few and Gonzaga for getting that one quad one win. They close the season at St. Mary's. I would advise them to win that one if they want to go to the uh, to the old NCAA tournament. All right, I have two stock downs. Stock down to the entire sport of golf this weekend. Did you follow the Waste Management? I did. Uh, Somebody asked if you were the one doing Snow Angels in the bunker. Uh, I wasn't
1: quick enough to get there. (laughs) They caught me before I got there. Okay. I just need to say, every single entity here is just
2: wrong. Everyone's wrong, all right? Golf, you created a situation where you sold this as the biggest party in golf. Why are you mad when people start to party? Why are you mad? You put it in a Netflix documentary, you glorified the 16th green, and you didn't think that the frat bros, the golf frat bros, the mid-20s, weren't going to just go and du- just dump cases of beer out from the 10th row all over everything, start just showering it. The- you didn't think they are going to go overboard? Who, who did you think you, this was for? What you did you pre- think was going to happen?
1: You prepared every for everybody to act like drunken idiots, and then you get mad that they act like drunken idiots. Exactly, <laughs> And then they cut off ticket sales. It's like sticking your hand in the mouth of an alligator and then getting mad that they
2: bit it. Unbelievable. Yes, unbelievable. <laughs> and then, you know, they cut off ticket sales, and then we find out they weren't actually even scanning tickets to begin with. So people who didn't have tickets got in. Got too rowdy because they were in for free, so why the heck not? And then there were people outside that bought tickets that couldn't get in. Lady falls off a balcony at the 16th. We don't know if she drank or not. Three guesses. I don't even know. I mean, what Like, what did you think was going to happen? And then we have the golfers who got so frustrated with how rowdy the crowd was that they start yelling at patrons. I'm not even going to say patrons. They were yelling at the golf frat bros. To shut up when they're swinging and stuff like that? Don't play in the tournament. You knew how this was being sold. You knew who, how it was being run. We all watched the documentary. Like, it's like everyone was shocked that the thing that was most likely to happen, happened. So, stuck down to the whole freaking world of golf this weekend. Bad look Bad look for the fans who came out and didn't care about any etiquette whatsoever. Bad look for the PGA Bad look for Phoenix, bad look for waste management, although they probably got a lot of work out of this, and bad look for all the people with the PJ tour. Bad. Very bad. Also, stock down to Iowa basketball, women's basketball. Did you know Caitlin Clark had zero points in the fourth quarter
1: yesterday? I heard something about that.
2: Nebraska beat them by two. Yeah. They were not happy after that loss. Lisa Bluter was not happy that she lost and then had to wait for her opposing press conference. Tell the people who that is. That is the head coach at Iowa. Yeah. She is a uh, she is a very good basketball coach. She was picked up on a mic in the press conference, shouting, "This is bull bleep!" Like during the like Nebraska's players are answering questions after they just beat number two, and she is coming in the press conference trying to do her press conference. She's saying, "We got a flight. We got to catch a flight." This is not Big Ten protocol. I don't know what Big Ten protocol is. And then she starts fuming about free throws. Play music during your free throws. Not great losers, Iowa. They don't lose much. Not great losers. But she might have a point. That's it. God bless. More nonsense tomorrow, Walter. WCCP FM 105.5. Clemson. Greenville Anderson. WAHT AM 1560. Cowpens.
0: 97.5.